Welcome to Origin Gates Daily Podcast, Wisdom's Echo. My name is Robbie Venter, sharing a thought for the day. Guys, it's a very cold and chilly morning here in, in New Zealand, and um, I'm coming to you with a bit of a sore throat, so forgive me if my voice sounds a bit funny today. But I want to share with you something that I've I've been thinking about and talking about quite a lot recently, um, and that is our ability to initiate sacrifice and the measure the scripture says that the measure that you use is the measure that will be measured back to you and so so often the outcomes that are generated in our lives are determined by the measure that we are willing to use right and in terms of what we're willing to lay down, what we're willing to sacrifice and what we're willing to bring to the altar. And it's such a foundational aspect to our faith, such a foundational aspect to what we believe, how we function as believers. And I want to just have a look at, at a couple of examples of the types of sacrifices that can be made and are made throughout Scripture. So the first is the type of sacrifice where we respond in obedience to a sacrificial request that is made by our father. So an example of that would be uh, Abraham and Isaac, where the father uh, gives him instruction, sacrifice your son. And so Abraham's willingness to have faith and obey, uh, knowing that Yahweh is true to his word and he's going to stick to his promise. And as a result of his faith in the nature of Yahweh, he's he's willing to make that sacrifice. He's willing to obey. So that's one, one type of sacrifice. It's not something that is initiated by us. It's not something that we do out of our own um, accord or our own initiative. It's literally a response to an instruction. So so that's one type of sacrifice. The other type of sacrifice, which is the one that I really want to focus on here today, is a sacrifice that we initiate, right? That there's no instruction, there's no request from Yahweh. It's just purely out of our own will. And so the first is, if you have a look at Hannah in the Scriptures, it says that they used to travel to go and sacrifice. So they would travel quite a long way on on a fairly regular basis to go to the altar, right? And I want you to consider that they would only travel there, they would only travel such a long way if it was something that was very important to do. So they knew, they knew the importance of it. And what happened is Hannah had this burden in her heart. She, She was barren. She wanted to have a son. And so we all know how the story of how she says to the father that if you if you give me a son, then I will trade him to you. And then obviously Yahweh unlocks that for her. But I want you to, to notice that her request is made in the context of sacrifice. Right? Because they're at the altar sacrificing. And I believe that there is a link to this. It's not just a coincidence that 
a sacrifice is made, a request is presented, and that request is then answered. Right, because I I see a pattern throughout Scripture, and I'm going to give you some other examples soon. But it's in the, in the context of sacrifice that her request is presented, and and this is very important. So the other one is is Solomon, and of course we know the encounter that was unlocked for Solomon, but before he has the encounter, the thing that precedes the encounter that he has, where Yahweh says to him, what do you want? The thing that precedes that is actually a huge sacrifice. And so we see that, again, there's a correlation. He sacrifices a thousand oxen, and then that night an encounter opens up to him and in a dream Yahweh comes to him and he says to him, what is your request? Like, what do you want? And again, I want you to see that it's no coincidence. There is a direct correlation. There is a direct link to the action of sacrifice and the opening up of some possibilities. So, the question I want to ask us, the question I want us all to ask ourselves is, how does our sacrifice at the altar advance the kingdom? Right, Because in Solomon's case, he was able to intertwine with wisdom like no one had ever done before. And, and, and we all look at the evidence and the, um, and the outcome of what was produced in, in his life and the wisdom that he ruled with. And we look at the results that that produced within Israel, and Marius does amazing teachings on all of that. But what I want to call our attention to is what was the first domino to fall? Right? What was the very first action that not only led to that outcome, but initiated that outcome? And it's one word, sacrifice. Right? And so... Our sacrifices lead to great possibilities like they did for Solomon. And I want you to notice that Yahweh never instructed that sacrifice. That wasn't uh, something that he did out of obedience as as a result of an instruction from the Father. It was something that he willingly chose to do out of his own heart and his own initiative, which distinguishes it from the sacrifice that we talked about with Abraham. So, so when again, when we look at Hannah, when we look at Solomon, when we look at the sacrifices that they made, that they initiated, that, that unlocked a massive shift in their lives, that unlocked... Um, a totally different outcome to the one that they were presently experiencing. We see that the bridge that that linked them to the new possibilities was what? It was a sacrifice, right? So it's in the context of sacrifice that a request was presented and that a new possibility was unlocked and that fruit came to bear. So the third example I want to talk about 
and again it's a it's a it's a story that I often refer to because for me it's just such powerful it's such a powerful uh, visual example of what we've got to go through and that's of Bartimaeus when Yeshua calls him we know that this man has been blind he's been restricted and and limited by something in his life for a long time and we see that and both with with Solomon and with Hannah, they felt limited and restricted too. Solomon didn't know how to how how to rule and how to lead, and he wanted to know that. Hannah didn't want to didn't have a son, and she wanted a son. Bartimaeus didn't have his sight, and he wanted his sight. But we we see that when Yeshua calls him, it says he cast aside his cloak. And if you've listened to my previous podcast, you know that. That cloak was his license to beg. It was his symbol of his identity, a symbol of his comfort, and it was a symbol of his stream of income because you couldn't just beg in those days. You had to have a license to beg, and in his case, it was in the form of a cloak. So it says, as he approached Christ, he cast aside his cloak. And so a lot of us just brush over that scripture and just keep reading the rest but what I want you to know is that I believe in heaven a sacrifice was received on the altar as he cast aside that cloak as as he made that sacrifice to say this will no longer be needed I let go of it as my source of comfort as my source of security as my source of identity he presented a trade in heaven. And so physically on the earth, we saw a cloak fall to the ground. But in heaven, substance was released on an altar, which I believe helped to unlock um, the response of Christ, which, by the way, was very similar to the encounter that Solomon had because Yeshua looks at him and he says to him, what do you want? And so what we don't always understand is that sacrifice was a critical key component of what unlocked that response from Christ. Right? He 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 sacrificed something that has been a part of his life for a very long time that solidified his own limitation. Right? It it's it became the symbol of his limitation that he let go of and he sacrificed it and traded it knowing that he was ready for more, ready for something else. And so his sacrifice opened up a world of possibilities. And I think the interesting thing was that Yeshua didn't just say, here you go, here's your sight. He actually asked him, what do you want? What can I do for you? You know, and and I think that answering a question of that requires a level of self-awareness that I don't always think that we we have you know like we we're so ready to just say I think many of us if we had an encounter like that and and we were asked hey what do you want our response is like oh father not I don't I just want what you want you know but what what happens for us when we get asked what do you want and we don't always know the answer to that question, but it's a it's a question that we see as a theme throughout Scripture. And 
I think it's an important one for us to think about in terms of what do you want to shift in your life? Like, what are you dreaming about? What do you feel restricted by? What do you feel limited by? Because all three of the examples that I gave were people who felt a sense of restriction and felt a sense of limitation and felt the desire for change and felt the need for growth and wanted to shift the outcomes of their life in a pretty great way and were willing to make the sacrifice, a sacrifice that they initiated, right? It wasn't uh, in response to an instruction. And so that gives us two things. It gives us both a freedom, but it also gives us a responsibility because we know that these endless possibilities can be made available to us through sacrifice. And so for me, that's just, it's, it's a big thing to process. And the last one is, is, is a story of a man who chose not to make the sacrifice. And we all know the story. It's the, it's the guy who came to Yeshua and Yeshua said to him, sell everything you've got and give it to the poor. And that way you will have treasure in heaven. And perhaps I'll do another podcast just on treasure in heaven and what that means and what the implications are of having treasure in heaven. But he was unwilling to make the sacrifice and he felt a sense of unfulfillment. He felt he felt there was more. He felt there was more he could step into and he he felt the gap between where he was and where he, where he, he had the potential to be and he came to Yeshua Yeshua gave him the answer yet he was unwilling to implement it he was unwilling to take that step of faith he was unwilling to make the sacrifice he was unwilling to engage with the altar in heaven right and so I think many many of us are holding back a a sacrifice and what I'm saying to you is that the sacrifice is the bridge to the phenomenal outcome. The sacrifice, it's a pattern. It's a, it's a pattern in scripture that the sacrifice leads to the transformation. And if we're unwilling to make the sacrifice, we're unable to experience that which our father has got laid up for us. Guys, I bless you as as those who are willing to make the sacrifice. Have a great day wherever you are, and we will speak soon. Shalom.